Hey guys, Ben here. Um, just breaking in before the show. This is our last episode before episode 100, and we are still soliciting listener calls on favorite memories from the show and our blitz of uh, recommendations for life events. So if you have a life event that you want to have on episode 100, or if you have a, a favorite thing that you heard on the show, something like that, go ahead to letsdrinkabout.it, click the voicemail tab on the right side of the screen and leave it for us uh we'd really love to have as many of these calls as we can for our coming episode 100 okay on to the show check we've all got ups and downs because the world's intense how could you find out what to pair with your life events a cocktail will never fail to provide a lift just raise a glass with your friends and let's drink about it hey you're listening to let's drink about it hey show where we proceed from the premise where every cocktail has a perfect life event to go with it. I'm your host, Ben Harrison. And I'm your other host, Chris Bowman. Our lovely and talented guest this week is Rachel Ward of uh, Gimlet Media. Hi. Uh, hey. Producer of Surprisingly Hello, Awesome. Hello, Rachel. Hi. <laughs> yes, I mean, I should point out that I'm the senior producer. Oh, excuse me. Awesome. I, I, I don't want to... Um, I've already I've already blown this. Maybe we should just start over. I No, it's okay. I've never been a senior producer before and mm-hmm. I I'm like I'm really trying to grow into this role, so I try and repeat it a lot to myself. Yeah. You've worked hard you've you've worked hard to get to where you are, Rachel. It's quite all right. Yeah. You can you can be proud. <laughs> I'm looking forward to moving into the senior producer home. It's just like a lot of oh, yeah, yeah. shuffleboard. Yeah. Assisted producing kind of living situation. <laughs> Assisted producer. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, surprising, uh, surprisingly awesome is a great show. It's uh, kind of a curiosity-based show. Yeah. Uh, Adam Davidson and Adam McKay are the hosts, but I, I, uh, I heard you uh, I heard you on an episode recently. I guess was McKay busy or something. Uh, yeah. He <laughs> he directed a movie. I can't remember what it's called. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I uh, think people are, the I, little the little it. long or something. Yeah, like, yeah. hard to, hard to put your finger on what movie that might have been. <laughs> yeah, no, he's little been a, long. That's pretty good. <laughs> he's been um he's been super busy with the with the Oscars run yeah. up because he's been nominated for a few and uh that that sucks up some of your time. <laughs> That'll mm-hmm. do it. Um, uh, so so. Give us the like the rough premise of the show. What's the elevator pitch? Um, so we take things that seem boring and reveal what is secretly awesome about them. Nice. And so we've done episodes about... You've done this before. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I've taken an elevator in my day. Yeah. Um, yeah, we, um, we did, we've done episodes about broccoli and adhesives and concrete and interest rates. Oh man! Free throws. I can think of interesting things about broccoli and adhesives, but concrete and interest rates sound dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not. I'm not saying we don't start at a place where something is dumb. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and then, yeah. <laughs> and then reveal what's like not dumb about it. Yeah. We. Um, no, I mean we we joke that like every there are only two things that happen one of two things happens in every episode <laughs> which is that we either reveal that the thing we're interrogating is like created civilization right or that it made adam davidson a better father nice <laughs> Those are. <laughs> so i've kind of ruined our secret sauce yeah now uh chris and i have no aspirations to found a podcast network but if we did <laughs> mm-hmm. i think that uh, we'd both be pretty chagrined that the name Gimlet is already taken, given that yeah. we have a cocktail-based podcast 
uh, ourselves. Yeah. I'm sorry. And I don't think you guys have any cocktail podcasts on your network. Oh, oh, hang on. I'm just saying. Opportunity. <laughs> oh, is this what this is? Are you even recording? Yep. Is this just a pitch meeting? Nope, nope. We're not. <laughs> this is actually a, a giant elevator, yeah. and we've disguised <laughs> it to look like my stupid Brooklyn apartment. <laughs> um, oh, wait a second! This elevator is accidentally going down. Forget it. <laughs> so I would argue that we do have a cocktail style oh, podcast. Dang! You ready for this? Lay it on me. So we have a show called Sampler that just launched a few weeks ago, uh-huh. and we take different we we chat with folks who host podcasts from across the podcasting universe. Interesting. And we take snippets of their podcasts and then put them into one sort of like meta show. Oh, mm-hmm. you're like uh, you do the the fancy editing to to make it all compelling like shorter at least yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um but you know can you see how that's like a co- like a like a cocktail kind of totally yeah i, I can dig that um mm-hmm. i uh took an episode of this show and edited it down to 10 minutes one time and it was a real interesting exercise in like maintaining coherence and also like still having content you know <laughs> it's you very you can just ditch one of you don't need both of those right well it's hard to know <laughs> like as, as a chat show like what is important about it is it the kind of is it something that people are just kind of like having on in the background and not even paying super close attention to or is it a real lean in you know because yeah. like the the more cooked your content gets i feel like the more focus it takes to consume in a weird way mm-hmm. yeah it becomes like the thing you're doing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I struggle with that. I'm actually not a huge consumer of podcasts because I, I don't. Sick of them. After a long day at the office. I know. <sighs> I make the sausage. I don't need to eat it. Thank you. <laughs> no, I mean, I, there's, there are a couple I do listen to, but I do have a problem where I like get too consumed and I'm like, I yeah. like look down and I've had my hands in the sink, like finger quote, <laughs> washing dishes for like 40 minutes. And what happened? <laughs> yeah, totally. Oh, love and radio was on. That's what happened. That's your, your driveway <laughs> moment. Uh, equivalent in Brooklyn. Yes. <laughs> we don't have driveways. Um, yeah. I, I feel like it may be sort of the equivalent of like a Michelin starred chef that only eats McDonald's when uh, they get off work or like Kraft Mac and Cheese. <laughs> What's the podcast version of Kraft Mac and Cheese? Oh, man. Probably this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll buy it. We actually, we're probably like the store brand mac and cheese. <laughs> it's very economical. Yeah, yeah, it's like surprisingly even cheaper than Kraft mac and cheese. <laughs> That's like, that was an alternate title for our show. <laughs> surprisingly even cheaper than Kraft mac and cheese. Yeah, I could see. I could really see. sticks that title. I don't know why you didn't choose it. It's, Did you guys just have a like a whiteboard with the word surprisingly and then a line drawn next to it and then all of the options to put in? That space? Uh, surprising came like pretty late in the game. Wow. And by pretty late in the game, I mean like one week before we launched it. <laughs> wow. Uh, we, for a long time, uh, like the Gimlet members may have, like, have may have heard this show as something called Awesome Boring. <laughs> and it was called that for a long time. And a lot of our internal stuff still refers to it. So like when I get reimbursed for expenses. Oh, nice. Yeah. I tag them. Awesome, boring. <laughs> Rachel, can we? I don't. I, we can cut this out if you don't want to talk about it. But I mean, we met recently oh, over the internet. Uh, you were interviewing yeah. a mutual friend, Chris Berube, uh, about another podcast you're involved in. Can you talk about that yet, or no? I think I, I think I can talk about that. I'm pretty you sure want to Travis talk about would be okay it? with that. 
I would love to talk about so, that. Okay, so well, this let's is talk about beloved it. past guest Chris Barube. That's right. I beloved him too. Yeah, yeah he's, he's one he's of the best. best. <laughs> really is. Uh, so, what? Do you have a question, or do you want me to? Just well, I just want to know. So, you've got a new. You've got something new coming, right? Uh, uh, yes. This is not soon. a gim- This is not a Gimlet product. Not a Gimlet product. Um, this is outside of the, the Gimlet Walled Garden, but Gimlet Averse. This is. This is could, could we? Could we call this a passion project? Something you believe in is deeply. That a- <laughs> Absolutely, yes. Okay, yeah, perfect. Let's go okay. with that then. So um, this passion project is <laughs> something that um, a colleague and I have been working on for over a year now. Um, it's I do it with Travis Larchuk, who is a producer at Ask Me Another at NPR. Mm-hmm. And, Another great show. Uh, it, was, I, it came out of conversations with Travis and then our, our friend Lauren Magaki, who works at Morning Edition. And the show was originally called This American Seltzer. <laughs> and it's just uh, us reviewing different types of seltzer. Because <laughs> we love it so much. It, uh, like seltzer water is basically the engine that makes. I used to work at Morning Edition, and it's the engine that makes that show sure. run. Like alternating coffee and seltzer water. I feel like a lot of like like office environments wind up being really seltzer centric, um, especially in New York, probably. Yeah, I found that like like I uh, I did a stint as a as like a in house contractor at AOL uh, a few years ago, and um, they had one of those machines in there that like you push on a touch screen and it can make any type of soda. <gasps> I love and that. I just always went to the Dasani seltzer section <laughs> <laughs> or whatever it was. Yeah, uh, I don't know what brand of stupid bottled water coke owns but uh it was uh it was uh at a certain point i felt like i was carbonated you know like like if you prick me i would bleed carbonated blood that's not a bad idea for a product Mm, yeah (laughs) there's been this article making the rounds about how seltzer corrodes your teeth and uh people know about my obsession with seltzer and they keep posting it on my facebook Mm. wall or like asking me about it and at some point it's just like okay you know what i choose this is my choice yeah you smoke i drink seltzer (laughs) right which vice do you think is really more (laughs) self-destructive it's probably a little rachel it's probably a little pushback for all the uh, anti-smoking ads you put on all your friends uh (laughs) yeah yeah they're coming home to roost now yep you've made your bed yeah um but so the show, the, the seltzer podcast came because at NPR we were all there's only one seltzer in the vending in this janky off brand vending machine at NPR <laughs> and it's um, Adirondack Soda Company's raspberry lime seltzer. Oh mm-hmm. weird! Yeah, it's what, ru- a, what a weirdly specific seltzer. <laughs> there's a a rumor that that weirdly specific seltzer is there because there's a uh, American Treasure radio host who prefers it. <laughs> Um, oh, you know, they're throwing their weight around over there at American Treasure. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so we, we would drink this soda, and actually we have a, a colleague at NPR named VLA who um, just stacks these cans up. He's got like a pyramid, <laughs> or he had a pyramid on his desk. But so we, we made an episode of of this thing that used to be called This American Seltzer, where we like scored it with a piece of This American Life music, and we did it in three acts, and <laughs> it was it was great. We were super proud of it. And so now we've like iterated to a show called Seltzer Deathmatch. Nice. And we've created a bracket. Oh, man. And uh, Travis and I just went to Fairway and Whole Foods and um, threw a bunch of seltzer. Fair- the Fairway and Red Hook? 
Yeah. That that place is like a seltzer scavenger hunt because <laughs> they have it in all different parts, of, like different kinds in all different parts of the store. Yeah. So we just filled up a cart and then came home, made a bracket, and then we sat down and just, we would have a series of guests, including Chris Brubay. Sure. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we, everyone drinks the seltzer and then. See so which one is the best. And then they advance and uh, eventually we will find the best seltzer in America. Did you guys include that seltzer that you can get delivered that's made by like the last seltzer making place in Brooklyn that had that New York Times article a few years ago? Uh, we don't have a budget. Oh, so. yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, we haven't, but we like, we are definitely collecting ideas for season two. Yeah. The, <laughs> uh, my, uh, my favorite liquor store here in the neighborhood is Duke's Liquor Box and they have, they have that, uh, that stuff delivered and so... Um, sometimes I'll go in there and, uh, the proprietor will offer me a, uh, uh, Patrick Dacey, actually the past guest on this program Mm -hmm. will offer me like some samples of different things that he has in and, uh, will, will give me some seltzer to cleanse my palate. palate It's like, holy mackerel, this is great. It's good. It's good seltzer. Yeah. What's the mouth feel like? Uh, it's, it's a, it's bubbly. It's got like some flavor to it. It's not like. It's not just like the flattest, you know, backdrop for a, a, uh, it's a big bubble type of seltzer. That's good. I like that. Um, like a Howl's New York. Yeah. I don't know if you've read that New York Times article, but it's a lot of fun to read because there's like a 90 year old man who's like, you know, just like an old Jewish Brooklyn seltzer guy. And I think he's like the, the delivery man for this place. And he uh, does not have a lot of nice things to say about store-bought seltzer. Oh, boy. I, I believe he calls it direct. <laughs> he's earned that. He's, yeah. earned, he's no, very yeah, much yeah. earned that. Yeah. yeah so when you have a job the... that should have been eliminated 50 years ago. What's the, uh, what's the format of the show? How do you present this show? Uh, we, um, we have a tagline, mm-hmm. uh, which that's the most important part of the show is the last part when we say, see you to you later. I love it. <laughs> um, I love it. Uh, but you know, we, we like, first we introduce the two seltzers and Mm -hmm. then we drink them and then there are always three folks. There's us and then a celebrity guest. Nice. Um, we have a guest on and then we vote and then somehow Travis and I are always split and then our guest always makes the the tie. (laughs) Yeah. Nice. And then that seltzer will like, then we, we actually have a bracket we're filling out and that seltzer goes on to compete against the winner of the, the other bracket in its division. Do either of you guys have like a lead in terms of who the guest tends to side with? What do you mean? Like uh, if you guys often are split and the guest is making the kind of deciding vote, <laughs> is one of you ahead in terms of like predicting oh. what guests will like? Uh. I think Travis might actually have a better track record than I do. You guys should keep track of that too. I mean, <laughs> yeah, we have a side <laughs> and then eliminate going. whichever host is. Uh... We used to do that. We used to do that. This is my last podcast. <laughs> oh, you got eliminated? Yep. You shouldn't have uh, been el- I got eliminated about 80 episodes ago and yeah. just have been hanging around like a bad smell. Yeah, it's, it's, it's weird. It's like, it's, like, uh, it's like a blood stain. It's hard to get out. <laughs> Car- well, you know what? That's Old what blood that stain car- Bowman. <laughs> that carbonated seltzer blood that's oh yeah that's great because you use seltzer it's to like get out of self removed yeah, it's yeah. Self-removed. amazing self-removed. it's amazing <laughs> life events yet again i've rented a car that nearly killed me and i need a drink for that <laughs> um i uh i went 
actually, speaking of Chris Berube, Chris Berube and I went to a very strange event yesterday, and uh, I need a drink for that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I took a stranger to Red Lobster, not in the context of a date, and I need a drink for that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Going to Red Lobster is the new Netflix and chill, isn't it? <laughs> it's the it's it's either that or going for a ride in your chopper. Sure. Here go the recipes. Well, Rachel, uh, because uh, this is a drink I've been dying to do on the show for ages, and cool. I felt like was uh, pretty perfect for your life event. You will be drinking a shark. So this is an ounce and a half of butter-infused rum, three-quarter ounces of lemon juice, half an ounce of overproof rum, half an ounce of pineapple juice, third of an ounce of frangelico, a third of an ounce of blue curacao, a quarter ounce of sugarcane syrup, a quarter ounce of heavy cream, and three-quarter teaspoons of tiki bitters. God. There's so many ingredients in this. So oh you can God. tell it's a tiki drink. Wait, um, which one of you yeah. is the one who loves anything with pineapple in it? Oh, I don't know. I think both of us probably. Yeah, definitely. I think we're I both big do. fans. Okay. Uh, so this is uh, a drink that you shake with ice and strain into a chilled rocks glass filled with pebble ice and uh, garnish with a lemon wheel and an umbrella. So a couple things to talk about with this. Um the first is butter infused rum. The way you do this is you put a stick of butter, uh, unsalted please, in a <laughs> saucepan and slowly melt it so that you're not browning the butter, but you're just de-solidifying it. And then you pour in 750 milliliters of your favorite white rum uh, and then let that sit for 24 hours to kind of coagulate and then stick the mixture in the freezer uh, for three hours so the butter solids will kind of solidify and clump together. <clears throat> and then you uh, fine strain uh, what, what comes out of that into, back into the bottle. And you'll get this kind of milky-looking rum. Uh, and, uh, you know, the, the finer you strain it, the less milky it will be. But it will, it, it's a, this is a fat-washing technique. So you, people do this with, like, a... They'll take like bourbon and and make a bacon mm-hmm. infused bourbon the same way. You like cook up a bunch of bacon and then you mix the bacon fat and the bacon with the bourbon for twenty four hours. Freeze it and strain it, and uh, you'll get a very similar uh, result. And um, it's basically taking the kind of flavor characteristics of the butter and borrowing them into the booze. Um, I feel really honored <clears throat> that you. Uh, have been working on this for 24 hours <laughs> that much work uh yeah well it's something i've been it's i've been dying to do it for basically since we started the show so uh, <laughs> uh i'm really excited to have had a plausible excuse to <laughs> to do it i'm honored to be your excuse can i ask could you shortcut it with ghee like something that's already clarified uh you know i uh the couple of times i've had ghee it has tasted a little barnyardy to me um, which is something normally that I'm like really excited about, but I don't know that you would necessarily want that with, uh, this. So that's an interesting question. I, and I also wonder like if some of the solids that ghee does not have are part of the kind of flavor profile that Critical you're getting. In some way. Yeah. Cause I think ghee is basically just the fat part of butter. 
it's it's just it's a, it's one of the parts yeah. of butter. <laughs> yeah. So I actually, now, now I know what to get you for Christmas, Ben. You're really excited <laughs> about barnyard ghee. So cool. yeah. get ready. Holla. Uh, the yeah. other thing uh, to talk about here is pebble ice, which is my favorite kind of ice. It's that little like mm. mini, like slightly aerated ice. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, the machines that make that cost like $1,500 minimum. And uh, I'm not yet a rich man, so I don't own one of those. So what we're going to do is swap in crushed ice. And uh, hopefully that'll kind of... I'm leaving. This is unacceptable. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, this this elevator pitch is not going well. <laughs> <laughs> Just one, it's an hour and a half long elevator. Pitch. <laughs> it's like the elevator at One World. Elevator Trade. to the center of the earth. <laughs> uh, ben, you, uh, you know, I know you've had trouble with these rental cars, but should you? take a risk one more time mm-hmm. and rent one more car, <laughs> I think you should uh, point the car north and come oh. on up here where we have guaranteed safety in our rentals. And, and you know, nice. should that safety go awry, you've got health care to, to, to look after you. La-dee-da. So you're going to be drinking a new, new Toronto cocktail. Oh. <laughs> um, you, so typically Chris, a Toronto is, the sweetest is a, cocktail is a rye cocktail. Yes. Uh, and this is a bit of a take on that, a bit of a spin. Uh, where it's an ounce and a half of bourbon, um, and here's a little bit of the twist, is the half ounce of sweet vermouth, mm. uh, a teaspoon of Fernet Branca, and another twist is the two teaspoons of honey syrup. Uh, you're going to combine the ingredients in a mixing, a mixing glass and fill with ice, stir until well chilled, and strain into a chilled glass. Wow. Garnish with uh, lemon twist. Yum a dum dum Now, is, is the Fernet Branca, is Toronto, the Toronto cocktail usually with bitters? Toronto is just, I think it's, uh, it's either an ounce and a half or two ounces of rye, uh, uh, a bar spoon or a, a teaspoon of, it's a teaspoon of um, Fernet and Demerara syrup. Um, and that's pretty much it. Oh, yeah. Um, it is, it is yeah. Fernet in, uh, in it's, Toronto. Yeah. Okay. It is Fernet. I love that I have like a very easy way in my phone of finding out what's in a Toronto cocktail. Yeah. Fun. <laughs> <laughs> what, what did you do? How did you do that? Uh, just because my notes app has like every cocktail that we've ever had in it. So if I search <laughs> the word Toronto, there's only a few results that are going to come up. And... Either get a list of episodes Chris was on or... Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. Uh, Chris, you're going to be drinking a casino. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, the I, I did a little research about this. This is a a cocktail that's in the Savoy cocktail book. So it's a, mm-hmm. an old classic. The recipe that I sent you is not the most classic uh, version of it. So I'll, I'll sort of, I'll, I'll read the uh, recipe I sent you and then I'll uh, advise about what I discovered later. Sure. Uh, so this is an ounce and a half of Old Tom Gin, uh, half an ounce of maraschino liqueur, half an ounce of orange bitters, half an ounce of fresh lemon juice, and a lemon twist and a maraschino cherry for garnish. So it's uh, pour all the ingredients in a shaker with ice, shake well, and strain into a chilled cocktail glass. Garnish with the twist and the cherry. Um, I think the Savoy recipe is actually two ounces of dry gin and then like a like two dashes each of the maraschino liqueur, orange bitters, and lemon juice. So like or like a bar spoon each of of okay. those so it's a much drier cocktail uh in as originally conceived with kind of a cherry uh with a cherry backbone to it mm-hmm. and 
because there's so little lemon juice in the OG recipe, it's actually a stirred cocktail, which is very unusual for a drink with lemon juice in it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I will leave it to you which version you would like to do. I'm going to do a Frankenstein version. Oh. I'm taking the, I'm taking <laughs> the dry gin. Uh, yeah, I'm taking the dry gin and just putting it into the uh, um, the half uh, half ounce bitters and lemon juice recipe. Rock and roll. Yep. I like your gumption. I'll tell you what, Ben. You know what is classic is I went to go get some Old Tom gin. <laughs> Couldn't get it. Oh, so, was the Liquor Control classic. Board of Ontario failing you one more time? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, because they're not all created equal, you get some. Like, this is a, a big brand new location. And, yeah. Uh, I think it's, uh, I'm about two for 10 in that location. So, uh, I should just stop going there. I think. LCB, you don't. <laughs> LCB, no. Oh my God. No. I, I actually kind of like LCB, don't. <laughs> <laughs> Make those drinks. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Are, okay. Now, uh, Rachel's drink is. Easily the prettiest color-wise we've ever had on the show. Wow. Okay. Uh, this is a lot lemonier than I ever anticipated that it would be. Interesting. It's like... There is a lemon right next to your nose when you drink it, so... No, I'm picking it up on the sides of my tongue, like where your like sour bitter receptors are. Yeah. Mm. I, I thought for sure, but I do taste kind of like... what I think I taste the frangelico. Is that what that yeah, is? Yeah, there's some hazelnut... Uh, liqueur in there like something kind of nutty uh frangelico is the bottle that looks a lot like mrs butterworth's pancake syrup right uh <laughs> it's got like a it's got like a little rope around its waist i think it's meant to look like a monk yes. yeah but uh but it, instead it just looks a little racist yeah looks like <laughs> looks like a really uncomfortable uh persist yet persistent <laughs> racial icon <laughs> Um, I do really admire your um, homemade pebble ice. It's, you know, it's a it's a good enough approximation um, until I'm a rich man. The attention <laughs> to detail on this was fantastic. You you put ice in it and then you muttered to yourself, well, you're supposed to kind of mound it up. Yeah. And you used your hands to create like a little... A little dome of ice. Yeah, you know, it, it just wouldn't, it just wouldn't be Ben if he didn't chastise himself for something. Mm-hmm. And then he, he goes into the, a, a high cabinet and pulls out a box of straws. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I squealed because I love straws. Mm-hmm. I straws love, are the best, right? Straws are the best. That's yeah. probably a good uh, episode of your show in straws, right? Seltzer, yeah. Oh, yeah. That could be like a like at the end of the season, like bonus episode. Yeah. Which straws are the best? <laughs> I, think that, I think that um, seltzer from a straw is a really different experience. It is. Oh, I lost my garnish. Yeah. Uh, it, well, do you, how, do, how, how overall would you rate this drink? I would say that this drink, what like what are the criteria for rating? I don't know. Do you like it? Um, yeah, I mean, I'll drink this. <laughs> Home run. Um, but, that, that's it. That's all it takes. But I normally don't order things that are like this citrusy. I think. Okay, interesting. Um, I'm more. I like brown things more. Uh, maybe huh. we should trade. <laughs> Can I try yours? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, all right, swap and tastes. Yeah, I, I find Holy less and shit, less that I'm, I'm a spirit-forward uh, lover. I think it's like uh, definitely, you know, if I could drink tiki drinks all day long, I would. <laughs> let's just, let's just, Chris, let's just start a cruise line, you and me. Yeah. 
I, I was going to suggest buying an island, but if you want to start a cruise line, sure, let's do it. I think uh, I think I think we should have ice cream headaches for the rest of our lives. <laughs> this is this this is really good because it reminds me of the time that I went to uh, the Tiki Bar in the Fairmont Hotel in um, San Francisco. Oh, cool! And uh, my sister, I was there with my sister. Do you have you been to this place? Uh, you know, I've I've read a bunch about it, and I and I uh, go to the Bay Area all the time, and I. Still haven't been. You got to get your ass ridiculous. up there. It's amazing. There's a pirate ship, first of all. Yeah. Second well. of all, it rains every half an hour. <laughs> Third of all, the band is playing on a boat in a swimming pool <laughs> that you're sitting around. But my sisters and I were there, and we had been drinking. This was the day that the U.S. women won the World Cup. So okay. we had already been celebrating. Already. It's already on. Yeah. It was lit, <laughs> as the kids say. Yeah. You were, you were do As the kids say. Yeah, kids say <laughs> that t- also. We twerked, weren't. <laughs> uh, so we, were you? Would you say you were woke? <laughs> well, we were about to become woke because yeah. here's here's who walked through the door. Was it somebody swole? <laughs> <laughs> now you're just swolling it. <laughs> uh, no, so we're sitting at the at the like where I'm sitting, so I can see the door. Yeah. And I see this silhouette appear in the door and it's got really tall hair <laughs> and it's wearing a black jacket and a black tie and a white shirt. And I go, Oh my God, that's Cornell West. Whoa. Uh, and wow. my sisters go, who's Cornell West? <laughs> wow. And so, wow. Like, <laughs> Grounds for, uh, I don't know, sibling divorce, Eman- self-emancipation or something. <laughs> my siblings. Yeah. So I sort of like, about Not it. to say emancipation in the same breath as Cornell West. <laughs> Stupid of me. <laughs> There's that chastisement. Yeah, yeah. Yep, again. Uh, but so eventually, I like giggled about it long enough that my middle sister went up to him and introduced herself to him and said, "Dr. West, I'm a big fan of your work." <laughs> and she said that he, he like. His demeanor was kind of like, finally, <laughs> somebody wow. in here recognized me. <laughs> wow, oh, man. Just so this drink for reminds me of that experience. Nice. Cornell West, like Meryl Streep, is one of those people that I always think about. And then I'm like, what's her name? What is... <laughs> Shit. And uh, like, I've started to like... Um, I started to... Uh, th- one of my favorite podcast hosts, uh, Seven Second Delay, um, always says... Um, that he says Greg Kinnear to himself in the mirror every morning <laughs> to prove that he isn't uh, losing his mind or getting Alzheimer's or something. <laughs> and so M- Meryl Streep has become that. But I, th- I might tag Cornell West on to the end. <laughs> I always would ask my um, my husband, uh, what's the movie I can never remember the name of? And I was just storing externally in his memory, Requiem for a Dream. <laughs> you know, I wow, that. I can never remember that either. Yeah, what, what the name? What, what is that, that name? <laughs> it's like I, I can never say, "Oh, it's that movie that I never need to see again," and I can never remember <laughs> yes. the name. Yeah. Well, I lost that memory access to that memory bank, Chris. So, do you want to make a pact that we'll do? We'll we'll be that person for each other for yes. Okay, that's going fun. forward. All right. Yeah, that's this is beautiful, guys. Yeah. <laughs> um, but let's uh, let's tarry no longer. Everybody is talking about uh, Queen Bee's new. Uh, music video, her Super Bowl performance. I mean, this is a little bit stale uh, at this point, but uh, I, I'm still really into the song Formation. Uh, it's a line about Red Lobster uh, that we can repeat on our show because we don't have any podcast. censors. She says, if he fuck me good, I'll take his ass to Red Lobster. 
Right. If he fuck me good, I'll take him for a ride in my chopper. Mm-hmm. Guys, it's it's amazing how like I've been seeing these quotes and still haven't heard the song or seen the video. Uh, <gasps> oh my god, Chris! Yeah, yeah. I, I, what like, the hell? We, we might need to pause the episode so no, that you can get your listen, mind right. Listen, yeah. I mean, uh, fair enough. <laughs> but there's like all of these like little things. Like you know, every so often, I, I mean, I've said it before. Like the internet goes crazy for something, and and unless it's like hashtag to like spell it out for me, I don't know what people are talking about. <laughs> so those two quotes you just gave. I've seen and I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Like, I feel, again, like Grandpa Simpson. Yeah, yeah. and just so you know, Chris, uh, Justice Antonin Scalia Uh of the United States Supreme Court has passed away. Yeah, I saw that too, yep. (laughs) Yep. Also, did you hear that, like, Y2K did not turn out to be a problem at all? Like, it was, everything was fine. What's Y2K again? (laughs) so, uh, so you guys, uh, you guys are working on something with regard to well, Red we, Lobster. So, so what happened with it was, uh, so I work at Gimlet Media, and mm-hmm. uh, this past week the network went dark, and we did a bunch of like sort of team building and professional development. And one of the activities that we were given to do was to we were put in groups of four with teammates that we don't normally work with, like people. Sure. I mean, I'm kind of the only producer on my show that's not that's not fair there are people who work on my show but i we're no reply all those, right. those folks roll very deep they're like <laughs> interesting five or six of them yeah <laughs> we're a small company so uh i got paired up with a bunch of other or a couple of other people and we were told to do whatever we wanted cool f- for the for a day in new york city <laughs> and so we decided that we wanted to take a stranger to red lobster <laughs> and our initial approach to this was uh i, I wiped my tinder account clean and uh just put up one photo that was not of me that was just of some graffiti sure and i wrote i don't have my phone with me uh i wrote something like we're a group of four looking for a fifth to take to red lobster (laughs) (laughs) we work (laughs) we work at a podcasting company that you've heard of are you free today at 2 (laughs) p.m amazing and in in the classic tinder style we got a lot of bites Mm -hmm. but no commitment Oh, weird. Do you think people thought it was a weird sex code? Uh, I mean, what is that? What, yeah, seriously, that's, is... a, that's a pretty deep, that's a pretty... Uh, what well, is, I feel like what is podcasting code. in sex terms? I, I, I've missed the online dating boat entirely, mm-hmm. but I feel like Did if I was it? on an online dating yeah. app... Yeah, I don't know if I missed it necessarily, but if I was on an online dating app and I saw something like that, I would say, like, this is a death cult that wants to <laughs> insert yeah. something into me and then leave me for dead in a basement in the Bronx. Right. Free you sneakers know. and like tracksuits. You just have to yeah. come hang out in this bunker with us. Right. Yeah. There's, there's going to be, I, I, I'm, th- I'm especially if I'm a, a young woman, you know, you have to be careful out there and, uh, I don't know. I'd just be scared. Well, I'd I, be a scared. <laughs> in, this, in this scenario, I was the young woman, mm-hmm. and I was soliciting. So you were looking for a gentleman, a gentleman. to take to Red Lobster. And uh, gentlemen are not... I don't know how it works on Tinder. Gentlemen are not scared, generally. No, yeah. They, they're the worst. <laughs> I would say that they, their prefrontal cortex is not super well-developed. <laughs> Going even into their like 40s and 50s. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we had a lot of people. Like, there was one guy, Ryan, who seemed really excited. Uh-huh. Uh, we we actually, 
because it's a team building exercise. I got to yeah. learn a lot of cool stuff about my colleagues. Mm-hmm. For example, Katie, our colleague who works in people operations, speaks Portuguese. Wow. And this guy, Ryan, on Tinder was like, I like Brazilian culture. So Katie solicited him in Portuguese. Cool. <laughs> right. And he would he would have been down, except he, he had to work. So he was not, he didn't work out. Close. So and ultimately, we were having breakfast at a restaurant, a chain restaurant, and, uh, where we were hatching this plan and ultimately what we did was invite our waitress to come with us and she said <laughs> yes enthusiastically and immediately great yeah. what time do you get off work <laughs> she got off at three thirty. nice and she met us at the times square red lobster <laughs> and we had like early dinner together <laughs> Se- right? senior producer dinner yeah. together and mm-hmm. uh it was great nice is, is she- the uh, uh times square red lobster like a raging party just like well, just like lobster and, and liquid butter everywhere. <laughs> not at four o'clock. <laughs> I mean, you never know. It's Times Square, right? Um, you know what? Actually, I was like, I was legitimately impressed by this Red Lobster because it's got a glass elevator. Nice. It uh-huh. takes you to the second floor where you sit, and that when you arrive, you tell the hostess how many you are, and she prints out a little slip, and she says, "Give this to the hostess upstairs." Uh, so they've got a really advanced seating algorithm yeah. there. Wow. Um, I've never eaten in Red Lobster. When Neither I was a I. kid, my, my friend's wow. father, whenever we would like drive past one on the freeway, would say, ah, you guys want to go to Dead Lobster? And <laughs> it always made me think that it was not a good restaurant <laughs> yeah. because of that real B-minus of a dad joke that's <laughs> seared in my memory forever. Uh, <laughs> how mean, is the food? <laughs> it's not inaccurate. They're not going to serve you a live lobster there. Right. Um, the <laughs> but theoretically, the lobster is alive when they start cooking it. Which is typical of lobster, right? You like lower it into the boiling water. We didn't need any lobster, actually. Now, really, I I feel like we've failed our assignment. (laughs) What? 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 (laughs) What did you eat? What do they even have other than that? Cheddar Bay biscuits. Cheddar biscuits. Yeah, is what we ate. Okay. For one, so the reason we went is because we have a colleague who's Scottish, and he was. Just fascinated by Red Lobster. I think, <laughs> I think Red Lobster, the, the the formation may have been the first time he had heard of Red Lobster. Really? Potentially. So I got really excited about it. So, well, Chris, how might how might that have sounded? Our Scottish colleague. Uh, what's said, the what's the what went the surprise? Just him saying, "I've never heard of Red Lobster until the song Formation." How might that have sounded, Chris? I've never heard of Red Lobster until Formation. <laughs> Uh, not not even close. <laughs> fun, fun fun fact: Chris is uh, Chris is a Scottish dude. His parents are Scottish. Oh, are your parents Scottish? Where is your family from? In Glasgow. Oh, because so he's from the north. Oh yeah, one of those, eh? Far north. No, yeah. I'm just kidding. I, I, yeah, that fish. I mean, it, it's amazing. It's always incredible how how varied the accents are in such oh yeah tiny spaces. Formation. 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 <laughs> a wee bit of formation. Get formation. <laughs> okay, ladies. That's <laughs> just my bag okay, swag. <laughs> I've got horse sauce in my bag. <laughs> oh, <Sorry>. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, Darwin came out. Darwin came out of the bedroom. I, I closed my eyes because I was laughing so hard, and when I opened them, there was a dog on my lap. <laughs> So cute. Oh my god, I love him. Is, I've got hot sauce in my bag 
in me bag. Is that a line from the song? It yes. is. It is. It is. Oh that my is. god, Chris, you're so adorable. Chris, can you just go to Genius and like look up the lyrics? <laughs> yeah, I will do. Um, and uh, uh, and and how did how did, how would uh, you say it went? Uh, I thought it was really good. Our our waitress was so sweet and like so game to do something really weird. Yeah, like she. She schlepped from Brooklyn to Times Square yeah. after work. That's non-trivial. To, Times Square is not a fun place to go if you live in New York. Right. And she she was just re- like, she was like, we were asking her all these questions. Like, <laughs> like if you're a normal person, never go to dinner with four journalists. <laughs> it's miserable. Yeah. Like that, they just want to know everything about you. Because you guys, you guys are like hit journalists too, right? You're you're looking to to discredit her personality and <laughs> we're no not even a little we were just i mean i think mutually we were like why are you doing this but why are you doing this uh how can you justify this ridiculous excursion uh but you know the the power of cheddar biscuits compels you and um <laughs> it was really good like a lot of head spinning at the table <laughs> <laughs> no although the power Matthew, of the cheddar Scot- biscuits compels you yeah matthew the our scottish colleague who insisted on the red lobster uh the next day i think had was compelled by oh no by our experience oh no he he was suffering a little bit from oh, no. like drinking all day and uh well, well and, if it was the drinking that's okay yeah it was, it if, was it, if it was food poisoning no be, it, it was not food poisoning it was just like you know a european like constitution me encountering american food for the first time <laughs> I, uh yeah like how how i don't how wish that on any rival is is this colleague the scottish colleague of yours oh he's been here like three or four years but he <laughs> he wanted to go to ihop for breakfast so this this was our day we okay. went to ihop for breakfast we fucked around on tinder as one does mm-hmm. uh we made a date with our waitress for later in the evening <laughs> and then uh we went bowling and then we did karaoke and then we went to IHOP. And so at each of those stops, there was a pitcher of beer. Yeah. And carbohydrates. So. Right. That'll do it. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was great. Good. Um, that drink is more citrusy than I would have expected. And I think that that's more a testament to lemons being really varied and how, how sour they can be. Uh, more so than it being a bad recipe. So if I, if I make that again... With this batch of lemons, I'd probably back off the lemon juice by a quarter. But uh, I think it is very Red Lobster, though. Yeah, like, yeah. There it's are, like a it's like a sophisticated Red Lobster drink. There were some wildly, I mean, the margaritas that. Yeah. Does this ha- is this a menu that would like have photographs of the cocktails in it, kind of deal? In fact, the hostess <laughs> stand on the second floor, the second oh, second hostess stand, had, <laughs> um, like sort of on a on a shelf behind the hostess there were like five glasses showing you how the drinks like the type of oh, glass what they would look like that the drink comes in and yeah. like how it's garnished nice so it's that, like toy toy cocktails yeah yeah uh like uh like the plastic sushi you see in the window of exactly. some sushi places it was great <laughs> that's terrific <laughs> i mean toy cocktails i mean it's perfect for children mm-hmm. yeah right yep you got, they got to learn. Co- yeah, got to catch them all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually sort of the premise of this show. Um, well, guys, I uh, uh, as as uh, people who listened to last week's episode know, went up and fetched my wife back from the frozen north of New Hampshire. Mm-hmm. And the day I drove up happened to be uh, 
in the midst of a snowstorm. Great. And I will just give you some context about what kind of storm I drove through on the way up. Was it a snowstorm? There was a BMW on the road a couple car lengths ahead of me uh, as uh, as I was passing uh, Boston that just did like a 360 Wow! In the middle of the highway at about forty-five or fifty miles an hour, Yikes. and just kept going straight. After he like got out of the three hundred and sixty perfectly and just kept going. Wow! <laughs> Incredible. Uh, so it was pretty hairy driving conditions, and I, you know, I don't drive a ton, so driving in snow is not. Um, and you know, I grew up in California, so driving in snow is not old hat for me by any means, and mm-hmm. I didn't have snow tires on this car mm-hmm. or chains or anything. But I actually drove through that storm. And by the time I got to New Hampshire, the there was like no snow at all. Like there was no snow on the side of the roads even. And, uh, and I thought that that was great because I was going to be getting off the highway and driving through some back roads. And uh, in fact, it sucked because when I got off the highway and started going down the off-ramp, I applied the brakes as one does to slow the car down and the car just didn't even slow down a little bit. So Oh my whoa. god. I, I wound up having to like downshift one one shift mm-hmm. and just blow right through the intersection uh, against a light. Uh came very close to hitting another car and managed to turn fast enough to get going on the left because there wasn't anything in front of me there wasn't there wasn't an option to go straight so i I hit the left safely and uh finally kind of like brought the car to a a momentum stop and uh you know just on the shoulder of the road and caught my breath and uh just i just did some like testing on the brakes after that Mm -hmm. to like see if i could uh, rely on them to get me the like three quarters of a mile the rest I had to <laughs> left that I had to go mm-hmm. and they seemed to be working when I was going about you know two to five miles an hour <laughs> in the shoulder uh, and then two more times on this uh, journey to the house that I was going to I would just step on the brakes and like like the car would shudder like it was doing like anti-lock braking yeah. mm-hmm. but the car would, it would not slow down. And like this, like a couple of the roads had some snow on them, but like the ramp was plowed and the street that I was, that I turned onto was plowed. So it wasn't, it wasn't just that it was snowy. Wow. Um, the, uh, mechanic that came and towed the car away, uh, surmised that the storm I'd driven through might've like gotten snow somewhere yeah. in the braking i don't know how cars work so mm-hmm. i don't know i don't really like it, it it may be that i was doing something wrong or like not so aware you didn't of pump something. the brakes at all even though i had anti-lock brakes you didn't pump the brakes at all you you're like, not supposed to with abs yeah i know but you can you can't turn those off like did you try and turn it off because you can turn off skid control yeah yeah i don't know oh, we're, we're totally click and clacking him now yeah like, this yeah. is a uh, yeah layer, well layer listen. in layer in some fake laughter now I, uh, I, <laughs> 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 oh, you brought uh, one of those laugh boxes i love those things yeah um so yeah it uh like I, we called a couple days later and just said like this car's uh probably not safe to drive please come get it and then um we swapped it out for another another vehicle ben so this I, is I, a I, rental I, it was oh, real man, scary though know. it was like as as scared as i've ever been behind the wheel of a car 
I, I was driving back uh, I, I, at the time I was dating a girl and we were driving through Europe and I was coming, we were coming back from Amsterdam and uh, there was and like an out of nowhere, super we, we drove into a snowstorm <laughs> and, uh-huh. and she was driving and had never driven in snow before. And yeah. this is, as a Canadian, I can say this is probably one of the worst snowstorms I've ever driven through. And so wow. I'm on the I'm in what is normally the driver's seat to me, so I'm right. already disoriented. Oh yeah, so you're 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 stamping on the uh, on yeah. the floor mat. No, I'm like not. I'm not breaks. kidding. I'm not kidding, Ben. My foot was like my right foot was pushed as hard as it could be to the to the floor of the car. <laughs> but I I had to basically like coach her through. And it's like, you know, we, there's cars in ditches, there's cars spinning out. Like, I mean, it was the most terrifying. I can't imagine being a, the driver for the first time, you know, through this yeah. scenario. But I mean, I, I can totally identify with the fear that you were feeling. I mean, the two of us were just in tatters, you know, at the end of it. We, we got through it and we didn't stop. Yeah. It was like, okay, let's just keep going kind of thing. But um, that, is, that's a, that is a real and very deep fear. <laughs> I, I have driven in snow before and... The thing that made me think that there was something wrong with the brakes and not the tires was that I did have traction on the road. Like I never, like, like that guy, you know, he was in a car that costs, you know, $60,000 more than the one that I was driving. Mm-hmm. I was in like a Hyundai Accent and he was in a <laughs> five series BMW and he's just fucking doing donuts on the highway. <laughs> and I wasn't, I wasn't like at risk of that at all. Like, uh, you know, I wasn't. Um, was was braking working on the highway? Like, were you able, like, when you wanted to decelerate on the highway? Did I think, I think, uh, I think by the time I was in New Hampshire, the road was clear enough that I wasn't really using the brakes much. Um, but you know, at the beginning, I mean, it was snowing when I left New York, so it was, uh, it was not like, um, it wasn't like I didn't have it then. So I. There may be some truth to like the amount of weather that the system had been subjected to compromising something, but I don't know. It was fucking snowing when I got the car. They should have been like, mm, this is not a great snow car. Can we offer you <laughs> this other car? I mean, Would for future like reference, a, a ben, uh, my mother used to own a hand accent and on a fucking sunny, dry, clear day, that is a terrible car. <laughs> <laughs> It was a 2016. I don't care. It's a Hyundai Accent. <laughs> I actually like think the... I drove. I drove. I actually drove a Hyundai Accent to um, Detroit to see our friends uh, uh, Josh and Chuck uh, uh. months ago, and I, I did like that car from the but, Stuff uh, You Should Know podcast. That's that's correct. Um, Those are the best guys. <laughs> yeah, really, the best guys. But yeah, I mean, I, I have had a positive experience with that car, but uh, yeah, if I had to choose that car in the snow, I think I would pass. I'd say, yeah. Rachel, I'm going to send you some money for a plane. <laughs> What's the, like, Chris, as a, as a Canadian driver, what would you pick on the rental car lot? There? Oh, man. Um, that's a good question. Um, it would have to be probably a Humvee uh, or a tank. <laughs> <laughs> so you're going for heavy. Yeah. yeah. A lot of traction with those yeah. treads, too. Yeah, for um, sure. A tank? Yeah, it's great. Six wheels? Uh, I drove back in a Jetta, and uh, I did have 
uh, a snowstorm strike me on the drive back as well. So okay. I had an opportunity to test the Jetta, uh-huh. and it performed perfectly well. Did yeah. it have that feature where um, every once in a while a bell goes off to tell you that it's cold? <laughs> no, it did have like a light that uh, I discovered in the driver's manual meant that the tires weren't properly inflated. Oh, inflated. Yeah. Don't worry about that. Yeah. <laughs> Don't no, you worry. No big deal. Pretty little head about that. <laughs> My uh, my dad has a golf and uh, like when it's cold a bell it tells will go you it's off cold. saying hey it's it's cold <laughs> do you guys do you guys know it's cold you guys you guys cold too I'm kind of cold I mean so the cold. car just assumes you never leave the interior of the car good job um, <laughs> I think it's warning you that like coldness uh, could have ramifications for your for your driving experience I think so I think look out for it. the car is just looking out for you. Versus Hyundai, which is like you're on your own now. Yeah. Hey, we got. All right, guys. We've talked a lot of shit. We still have Chris's Chris's life event to get to. Okay, listen, listen. So everybody knows. I mean, everybody listening right now knows that this weekend, at the time of recording, is NBA All Star Weekend here in Toronto. Right. Oh, really? That I don't. I'm not telling anybody anything they don't already know. (laughs) Um, But. I I honestly did not know that. I actually have friends who posted from it. And I had no idea where they were. <laughs> Rachel, I'm in the city, and I had oh, to be you told. Guys must be at that Super Bowl everybody's talking about. Where yeah. are they playing? Are they playing at Rogers Center? Yes, they are. The game is happening. I think this afternoon or tonight. It's today, anyway. It's uh, the the game itself is happening today. But there's been a whole bunch of events, and so you know, yeah. Shaquille O'Neal, for example, has hosted a comedy night where oh, he is yeah. the headliner. <laughs> That's unnecessary. <laughs> uh, and uh, um, yeah, there's events all over town. So you you know, I get random texts like uh because dave Chappelle's in town f- like five nights this week i guess probably Whoa. because mm-hmm. the all-star game's in town so um and wait every- wait what that <laughs> that was not one plus one equals two <laughs> yeah no it is because he's a huge i think he's a huge basketball fan oh is he like, okay yeah and so it's ev- like every hip-hop so he gets uh, to go to the game and he also gets to do it as a tax write-off because he's sure it's work related right. and like yeah. there's a bunch of rappers in town so it's just like everything is sort of like it's a whirlwind weekend here in the city. And so there's so many events. And, uh, for example, uh, the boiler room next door to my work had a, uh, the, the show, the boiler room had a, an, an evening for Ovo. So I don't know, Drake might've been there, but I know hundred percent sure that Justin Bieber was there. So I was wow. a, half a block away from Justin Bieber, uh, this oh weekend. God. So did any of his greatness rub off on you? I, I, I honestly, I it just like, it felt like something, I wouldn't quite call it a disturbance in the force, but something, <laughs> Something but, of force was happening. But uh, thousands of voices cried out all in unison. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so one of these events, uh, uh, basketball-related events, was um, you know something that's come to uh, in, uh, is quite popular, game popularity in the last few years is live table reads of movies, right? Oh, and, I yeah. saw this. I, I, I just for laughs, I went to one of these. Right. So, I so I mean, Lebowski. I've never gone to one and there's like, Fun. you know, during uh, the TIFF, like the Toronto International Film Festival, you know, there's usually one or two of these events. Uh, I think, you know, Jason Reitman's done one and, and it's usually like somebody who didn't direct a film or the film and then a cast of people that were not involved with the film and they read. A cast of people who are filming in Toronto right now. Right. Yeah. Or like, <laughs> like in that's... town for, exactly right, in town for the uh, the festival. So um, uh, Chris Berube and I 
uh, thanks to Veronica Simmons, a uh, past guest, Veronica Simmons, who alerted us uh, that Hannibal Burris was uh, uh, reading the part of Michael Jordan in Space Jam at a live no! table in Space Jam. <laughs> so I was like, what? I'm like, this is happening? Because again, I'm, I live my uh, life with my head in the sand most of the time. And so uh, Chris Bruba, uh, Bruba and I uh, uh, decided... This is a good idea. Let's meet tomorrow at 11 a.m. for a 1, 1 p.m. event where we it's sold out and we're going to stand in a rush line for tickets. And, uh, I refused to be the first person in line. I was the first one there. I refused to be the per- first person in line. Uh, and oh, then, that is such a ridiculous principle to stand on. <laughs> I'm telling you, it, it didn't matter because I ended up being the first person in line. So um, Really? Yeah. So, so uh, sorry, temperature, temperature today in Toronto, negative 33 Celsius? This was indoors. I mean, they're not cruel. Ah, okay. They're not. They're not animals here, and they understand how uh, you know we could die waiting to see Space Jam. <laughs> <laughs> not even the real Space Jam. No, and uh, okay. so again, Space here Jam. to further to further highlight my ignorance, I've never seen Space Jam. Oh man! You never went to a sleepover? Did you grow up in a religious sect? I'm, I'm actually. I'm actually. I'm going to go on a limb and say I'm probably at least a few years older than you, Rachel. Yeah, I'm 13, so probably. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, Ben, you're 16, That'll right? That'll do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so. This is the underage cocktail show. <laughs> uh, but anyway, right, I, I, right I just didn't... Mom and I Dad's mean, liquor cabinet since <laughs> 2014. <laughs> <laughs> I, I worked in a record store at the time. I think it was... When did Space Jam come out? 98? Oh, no. I think mm. it was earlier than that. I think... It, I that know. seems like a 90, 95, 96 kind of jerk. Okay, so... <laughs> So when this journey came out, I was uh, working at a record store. And so I knew the soundtrack. I hated the soundtrack. This is a 1996 joint. Okay. Jer- I did believe. I, I, incidentally, I did I'm believe. I'm so sorry, fly. guys. I, I said joint. I meant jerked. Jerked. <laughs> Um, anyway, so long story longer, uh, Chris and I both got into this uh, show. And um, it, was, uh, it was fun. And Hannibal Buress was, uh, he, like, everybody was enjoying themselves. I think uh, there's a whole bunch of people I was unaware of uh, that existed. Actors, comedians, people I had no clue who I'm looking at, you know, mm-hmm. and um, who did an excellent job, you know, of a so, script I you, have no idea about. Um, can but, you say some names? Can you sure? Do you have a piece um, of paper I don't that know. Says? Uh, uh, someone who appeared on Conan, a Canadian comedian named Mark Little. Uh, also, I think he's been on uh, the uh, Stop Podcasting Yourself podcast. Oh, uh, very funny that's comedian. One of the best pods. Um, uh, Vine Star. That's right. Vine Star. <laughs> Just Rain. I don't know if you know Just Rain, but he oh, is. No. Uh, he's also very funny. Um, uh, Vice Television uh, food show host uh, oh, Maddie Matheson. Oh, was there? Uh, yeah. And. Uh, and then a bunch of people I, I have no idea, but who were very funny actually. It was it was it was quite fun, um, but also absurd. I had no business being there. <laughs> I, I mean, I felt like I was taking a ticket away from someone who really wanted to be there. And uh, I, Chris and I just did it as a fun little like, hey, let's Saturday, let's go spend half of our Saturday on a movie we have no attachment to. Chris was the yeah. same. Let's go see what the kids are up to. Yeah. I felt that way when I went to see The Big Lebowski because it was like the thing that everyone wanted to do just for laughs. Uh-huh. And because I was a journalist, like it, like I, I was allowed to go. Nice. As if I were... A special, a special sultan or something. As if I were going to cover it. Like, <laughs> it's just in from NPR News. <laughs> Olivia Munn played 
Maud. Uh, right. <laughs> did you did you I like think the as a experience? Person. Uh yeah, it it was it was very vivid. Mm-hmm. Um Michael Fassbender <laughs> played the dude, which was wow. funny. Um That's pretty good. Yeah, that's great. Jennifer Lawrence was in it. Oh. She was really... So these are just some high caliber. Yeah, they yeah. were they were there taping one of those um uh <laughs> What are those movies called? Where, like a, a superhero movie? Oh yeah, uh, Marvels. It's like coming out right now, I think, and they were there taping it. And oh, okay, good, good for them. It was also a Jason Reitman jurnt. Ger- I was nice to see nice things happen to nice people. <laughs> <laughs> was that um, was that the Fantastic Four? Is that Jennifer Lawrence? Is that a movie? Uh, uh, maybe yeah. Michael Fassbender sure. played, I think, Magneto in X Men. Oh, oh you know it was what? that yeah. X-Men movie. It's the X-Men movie that's coming out right now. I feel yeah, very, yeah. very young confident. Magneto. There's about a trillion of those X-Men movies at this point. Yeah, it's true. Easy to lose track. Yeah. Well, let me tell you something, Ben. This, uh, you know, it, it's, it, it couldn't be more aptly named, this gamble. Uh, uh, or this drink, rather. The casino. Oh, yeah. It was a gamble, you a took, huge gamble. You took a gamble on, on the event? Yeah. Uh, and How's uh, the drink treating you? Well, the drink is paying off. Yeah. Yeah. It's... Uh, it, <laughs> The uh, I think the first thing I could taste, though, I'm, I, I personally would probably scale back the bitters a little bit. Interesting. Uh, uh, the orange bitters, I do like orange bitters, but um, it was the first thing I could taste. I mean, I yeah. honestly couldn't even taste the gin. So, you know, <laughs> half an ounce of bitters sort of um, outweighed the ounce and a half of gin. But right. um, great drink. Half an ounce of bitters? Was that really the... Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I actually, I, I, I put two dashes and I was like, that doesn't feel right. And I looked at the recipe again. I was like, half an ounce. But we've yeah. done we've done full ounce bit of bitters uh, before, oh, right? Yikes. Yeah, we've done a couple of drinks that really go go crazy with the bitters. That's yeah. wild. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, so that's that's my that's my story. Uh, we had a great time. And, uh, you know, Chris and I, and usually his brother Dan, usually go to movies that, uh, uh, you know, are just nonsense and uh we always have a good laugh so nice uh yeah it was a great time and uh i highly suggest if uh the uh space jam table read live table read comes to your town uh go check it out (laughs) on an international tour (laughs) yeah exactly exactly um that that could be an option for your cruise line oh yeah 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 We'll, we'll we'll get hannibal on the on the blower and yeah, we'll, we'll work it out. We'll well, he's in out. town. I'll just go up. I mean, Toronto's a small place. I'll run into him. Yeah. yeah. Request Benjamin. Yes. Do we have a listener call this week? Oh, we sure do. It's actually from another Benjamin. Whoa. Ben from Ohio. Actually, he could be a Benton. We don't know. I don't know. Uh, so if you want to leave us a listener call... Uh, go to letsdrinkabout.it, and there's a voicemail tab on the right-hand side of the screen. Um, it's very easy. Uh, call in your life events, or if you have a booze news, uh, we love those too. And also, uh, because next episode is our 100th episode, uh, we are still soliciting uh, calls for that. Start now. You're listening to this right now. Pause this. and Yeah, we've already got a couple in, so oh, uh, don't get left out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It is cold out there already. Do not be left out in the cold. Yeah. All right. Here's uh, Ben from Ohio. Hey, guys. I am currently unemployed until the 23rd. So I'm doing a lot of housework, going on a lot of walks with my dog, and I could <laughs> use some drinks for that. Thanks. 
I like the idea of knowing when you're not going to be unemployed. Oh man, anymore. that is so nice. So it much better like than just being unemployed in general. Between yeah. jobs might yeah. be a, a more common way of saying or that. Fun employed. Yeah. Fun yeah. employed. Yeah. I mean, it is. Uh, you can actually enjoy yourself when you know there's light at the totally. end of the tunnel. Yeah. It, it worries me. It makes me feel like he might be a little down on himself for him to f- classify it as unemployed. Unemployed. Or maybe he's trying to like milk it for the best oh, possible yeah. cocktail recipe. Like a, well, a pity thing. <laughs> okay. So I, you're put, you're putting a lot of pressure on me here, Ben. Uh, so Ben in Ohio, uh, you know, I chose to focus not on the fact that you're not working, uh, but kind of because we're going to give you an alcoholic beverage to enjoy over and over again until you're working. Um, but I chose to focus on the dog walking uh, uh, aspect. And uh, not knowing what kind of dog you have, I gave you a bulldog smash. So um, it's two ounces of bourbon, three-quarter ounces of Cointreau, uh, half of a pitted peach, which may or may not be difficult to find at this point, uh, half a lemon. I uh, think that you could get away with a, uh, a peach in syrup or a peach in uh, grape juice. Uh, yeah. they, they have peaches and grape juice at, at Trader Joe's that are very good and wow. not full of garbage you know corn right. syrup or anything it's just like literally peaches and grape juice are the two ingredients whoa uh, and i think that that would be a great cocktail ingredient yeah. all right so half a pitted peach which will be no problem to find according to ben in brooklyn uh half an ounce or half a lemon uh one teaspoon of sugar cane syrup uh and a sprig of mint so you're going to muddle the peach lemon mint and sugar in a shaker add the cointreau and bourbon and fill it with ice shake well and strain into a glass uh, and garnish with mint so it should be good. Sounds good to me. Sounds really good. Yeah. That's a, you know, a lot of summery flavors in there, but, uh, you know, you got a little bit of a summer. It's kind of like, summer you know, it's yeah. kind of like playing reggae music in the dead of winter. You know what I mean? You totally. have an eyes to the summer. <laughs> yeah. I that like also it. seems like a, a kind of a budget drink. Like yeah. there's nothing extraordinary in there that you right. can maybe already have in your right. bar. Totally. Yeah. So, solid very budget uh, conscious until that next this. paycheck shows up. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, give us a give us a, a little photo of uh, of this drink, Ben. Uh, should you choose to make it, um, yeah, maybe you know put it in a flask uh, on your walk with your dog, and uh, you know we don't need to see the inside <laughs> of the flask. Just hold it up with a picture of your dog on your wintry walk, you know, something like that. Yeah, Chris, do you think that's a good session drink? Like, can he drink just drink that all day? Mm. Ooh, well, I mean, I mean fruit in it, so it's good for you. Yeah, I mean the lemon. There's you know you're not going to get scurvy. Um, <laughs> Um, another another qualification for winter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's the two ounces of bourbon. If you're drinking it over and over again, um, you know, you're going to run into trouble. At some point, you're going to run into trouble. Um, but if you pace yourself, this is, a, yeah. If it's a paced session, if such a thing exists, then yes. <laughs> uh, well, Rachel Ward, it has been a slice of heaven to have you here on Total the podcast. Um, we're <laughs> big fans of your show. Uh, surprisingly awesome. And uh, how can other people find the show and find you online? Uh, okay, so the show is on uh, ev- iTunes, everywhere, probably. Ev- like everywhere. Yeah. Uh, but Stitcher. Uh, <laughs> we're we're Gimlet GimletMedia.com slash awesome. The show on Twitter is at Surprising Show. Okay. I'm, I'm at rachel.biz <laughs> yeah. uh, spelled spelled out i imagine yeah d-o-t-b-i-z and then uh my i highly recommend that people follow my um the producer who's helping me with the show right now khalila holt on twitter okay she funny as heel okay she's really Khalilah good holt. yeah um gay holt 
Oh, we should also thank uh, Nick Fountain, who uh, arranged for you to be yeah. on the show today. Absolutely. At Nick uh, Fountain. Yeah. He, uh, he said that you were the bestest guestess, and I don't disagree. Absolutely. Aw, thanks, Nikki. You he can... likes it when you call him Nikki. Yeah, so I hear Nikki. <laughs> Nikki Fountain. Little Nikki Fountain. Little Nikki. <laughs> uh, you can follow Chris on Twitter, at ChrisBChicken. And Benjamin, <laughs> at Benjamin R-A-H-R. And you can follow our show at Drink About It. We're also on Instagram at Let's Drink About It, as well as Facebook. We should thank Lizzie Bartelt, our social media maven, for all of the great thank stuff you, she's doing up there. Mm-hmm. Uh, follow that Instagram. You'll get all these recipes. You'll see, you know, if uh, Chris or I or, or Lizzie are out having a nice cocktail, we might take a picture of it and throw mm-hmm. it up there. Um, Guys, you know. just basically, you know, uh, get in the Instagram thing because one of these days I'm going to run into Drake and Bieber, and I'll get a I'll get a selfie done with both of them. Yeah, you know? Drizzy no and worries. Bibby. No yeah. Uh, please go to iTunes and leave a nice review for our show. It's like the number one way that we find new listeners, and new listeners find us, and that's about the best thing there is in the world. It's true. And uh, we should thank Paul Watling and Graham Walsh and Jamal Richardson, Jamal Richardson for the art, music, and lyrics, yes. respectively. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and we should thank Rachel Ward for being our guest. Thank you, oh, Rachel. Thank you guys for having me. Thank you so um, much. Should, should we just thank Chris Brube for coming up a lot? Yeah. Thanks, yeah. thanks Chris, Chris Brube, Brube for being somebody for we being... can talk about. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, can we just thank a lot more people? Yeah. Can yeah. we thank Darwin, your dog? Oh, uh, let's thank Darwin, Darwin the dog, oh, for Darwin winding thank fairly enough. quietly behind the door. There is. <laughs> that was nice. Very, time, very jealous. Yeah. Jealous, that, jealous that he's not on the podcast today. <laughs> um, well, with that, we will be back at you with more life events and more drinks to go perfectly with them next week. Later, potato. Grind it till you own it. <laughs> Gross. That's from fucking Beyonce, man. Formation. I was reading lyrics. <laughs> Guys, get Have on, get on Genius up? and look at some lyrics, man. <laughs> <laughs>